Welcome to Behind the Name. We are your hosts, and my name is Nikita De Haan. And my name is Irenaeus Snell. And in this podcast series, we talk with female athletes about their lives and their personal brands. Let's get ready. Welcome again to a new podcast, and we have Eva van Deursen with us today. She is now a player in Germany in the Frauen Bundesliga for Bayer Leverkusen. She is Dutch, plays for the Dutch different youth teams till the under 23. But what's also very interesting, she studied in the US for the Arizona State University. And you have a, a yeah. master in psychology? Clinical exercise physiology. Close. <laughs> exactly. Welcome. It's very nice to have you here. And um, we are very interested to hear about your story, about your experience, because you have now already played and studied in several countries, now in Germany. But we'd like to know a little bit first about all the transitions that you made. So you went from the Netherlands to the US, very young still at that point. Now you're still young, but more experienced already, went from the US to, to Germany. Can you tell us a little bit about about the route you took to pro football? and why you did it the way you did it. Yes, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me on the podcast and for the nice introduction. Um, yes, like you said, I did take a route that's not very common. That's um, very true. So I started playing football when I was four and a half years old. That was the first time I was able to um, go to my club and play in the minis, as, as we called it. Um, and... I played at my local club until I was 15 years old. So almost, yeah, longer than 10 years I played at that local club. Um, after that, I was, it was scouted by um, a team in Eindhoven, which is pretty close to my hometown. Um, and I could combine my high school with an intensive um, football training schedule and playing in a league, in a higher league with only girls from national yeah from national youth teams um in this period i developed a lot i played in it was called CTO Eindhoven which was basically uh the main point in the south of the netherlands for developing um in football at the time so i finished my high school um there played for CTO Eindhoven for 4 years and after that, I made the decision to move to the, to the United States um, to study and play football on a very high level. And um, the main reason why I went to the United States is I, I like to get out of the comfort zone. Um, and for me, it's always been a very interesting, um, yeah, the sport culture in the U.S. and the mentality of the people. And I wanted to experience that myself and see if I what I read or what I saw on TV sometimes, the stories, if it was really like that, um, and I can say it is. And the main reason was obviously as well, I think studying is super important to do that besides football. And it was the perfect combination to combine playing on a high level and finishing my education in the US. But that, the story didn't finish yet because then you are in the US, you're studying at a university, but your dream was to become pro football player, right? Or, or when did the dream of pro football players start? Yeah, no, good question. It 
honestly was there since the okay I can't say since the first day I started because I didn't know it was even an option but it started very very quickly that I was like oh my god yes I want to become a pro football player 100% and then in the U.S. the joy I had in football I was like yes I want to make my job out of this and then last winter um, I moved to Germany so I signed my first professional football contract at uh, Bayer Leverkusen um, which is only an hour and a half away from my home, which is a little bit closer than the U.S. Um, and I started my uh, my professional uh, football career. That's already uh, an amazing journey you made so far. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that moving to the U.S., you did it also because you wanted to step out of your comfort zone. Um, what did that stepping out of your comfort zone bring you? Wow, it brought me so much. It Obviously, I developed in on the field as a player, but I can say that I developed well, maybe even more as a person um, because being in a different country, being so far away from your, from your family, from your comfortable home, um, having as well a time difference of almost nine hours, um, sometimes hard to communicate with people back home. I learned a lot in um, relationships um, with friends, with family, but as well taking care of myself in a different country, speaking my second language. Um, so in those ways, I developed even more as a person. I think you create some kind of resilience for if there are harder times, you know, because we all go through, through those times sometimes um, and you learn how to deal with those. You're mentioning some differences already between the U.S. and where you were used to. Um, in those different periods of transitioning from like the Netherlands to the U.S. back to Germany, what kind of challenges did you face? What kind of things did you encounter where you were grateful for? Yeah, um, obviously every transition has been very different. Um, going from high school to becoming a university student, a student athlete in the United States was it was a big step. And I, I did have some challenges in the beginning to adjust to a new culture in the U.S., a new language, finding a rhythm in training every single day, plus trying to, you know, get your assignments in on time and writing your papers. Um, time management was was very, I think I learned it so much in the U.S. and Besides that, I think, again, moving from the U.S. then to Germany, also the piece of independence and how I learned to be independent um, was a big, uh, a big, yeah, big transition, which I already learned being more independent in the U.S. Um, and then making the step to professional soccer where there was no education anymore. I finished my master's degree. Um, in the transition from the U.S. to Germany, I would say a challenge was to really find, um, okay, this is what it means to be a professional soccer player. There's no school. I don't have to, you know, get on my bike and, and run to class after a training session. No, I can now fully focus on on being a professional. And that includes like nutrition, more recovery. And yeah, that was, I think, in that transition, uh, what I learned. Do you think that now that you can fully focus on, on football uh, and everything around your football career, 
you can develop yourself better on the pitch as well? I wouldn't necessarily say better. Obviously, I I'm putting more. Um, I have more time, like you said, to um, yeah, to give to football because in the US there was less time because I had to study. Um, but I would still do video analysis. I would still do recovery. I would still watch my nutrition. But I would say right now it's all a bit more detailed. So I'm not sure if it's better, um, but I'm 100% sure that right now, because I can spend a bit more time on my on my football career and be a full-time pro, um, everything is a bit more detailed and goes deeper into, uh, yeah, in becoming a better football player, 100%, yeah. Yeah, sounds really good. And, and I think it's good that you, now you can fully focus on that, but also from all the things you, you encounter during those different transitions um, that you actually learn something. My next question will be, are there also things um, you would do different or, or is everything, do you feel like everything is something you could learn from and something that benefits you uh, nowadays? Yes, I think um, I wouldn't do anything different. First of all, to answer your question, um, I would take the exact same route if I if I could. I'm very grateful that I got the chance in the United States to to get my degree, to get my master's degree, and to play football at the same time. Um, so I wouldn't do anything different there. No. Could you have imagined already this this route that you would take when you were still the young young Ava? Maybe when they ask you for the first time, "Hey, um, we have a scholarship here in the U.S. for you. Do you want to come?" Would you have already expected it would turn out the way it turned out in the end? Oh no, absolutely not. I think no, I would I would never dreamt that it would turn out like this. Obviously, you hope it turns out like this, but I think it's always, you know, when something happened, it's easy to look back on it and you were like, oh, those are the things that I learned from this transition or from this stage or from this decision that I made. It's easy to look from it after it happened. Um, but I didn't go into it with too many expectations. Um, so yeah. And then like these, these transitions, they're big transitions, of course. And do you think they also, um, influenced your, your personality? Did, did they change you as a person? These tra- transitions, cause, like you learn a lot of being independent. Um, you learn better to manage your time. Did your personality also changed a little bit over time I think it did yes um it's hard to say exactly how it changed um but being in the U.S. playing with different cultures different languages around me I think um helped me a lot in also kind of like seeing seeing everyone on a team and um obviously having more people in your team that are in the same boat, like you're far from home, um, you're in a new country, you're learning the language. It makes you appreciate even more that sometimes speaking your own language and um, having conversations with people that what they struggle with when they are in a, in a different country. Yeah. I think it changed me in, in that way. My personality that, um, to have more eye for for everyone and to understand people's situation, yeah. 
And well, now you already mentioned some characteristics of of yourself. Let's go a little bit more into depth about that. Can you describe yourself both on and off the pitch? And maybe you see some links of how you act in the football environment in comparison to how you act at home with family and friends. Um, I can start off the pitch. I think I'm a person, um, a family person, 100% uh, people person. <laughs> I like to be around people. Um, I like to have a chat with people. Um, I think I'm a spontaneous uh, person, um, positive. I try to see, like, my glass is always half full. Um, try to see the positive things and everything. And like we talked about in the transitions where I try to see what were the benefits? What can I learn from this situation? I do that the same in my daily life. <clears throat> also apart outside of football. Um, I would say on the pitch, I um, am a person that I want to be a leader on the pitch. I'm a person that has the vision on the pitch. Um, so I would describe me like, like that a distributor of the ball. Now you're on the pitch, you're mainly talking about football terms in, in the football team how, how are you like that are you the one also like a leader like distribution like leading the team with the ball in your feet but are you also leading a team with keeping everyone together um, doing fun things together are you a leader in that as well yeah for me a fundamental of a team is to to have everyone looking in the same direction and I 100% try to try to achieve that um, and for me, the term, yeah, leader, I think I do try as much as I can um, to uh, to have that characteristic as well um, in, for example, the locker room or on the pitch. Yeah. The fact that you've played in, in very different countries and the fact that you, you are a leader on and off the pitch, do you feel you're a role model for some players in, in for example, your team? that are experiencing the same. So maybe um, foreigners that experiencing playing in Germany for the first time. Do you think you're you're a role model for them or you can you can help them um, in a way because you experienced it earlier? Yeah, I'm I find it hard to say if I if I'm a role model in that sense. Um, so I wouldn't be able to answer that question, but 100 percent because I've experienced the situation myself. And I felt what um, what would make me feel at home um, in a different place. And I can, you know, the things that I learned, what people did to me or with me, they would go out for a coffee or they would invite me to to study with them together. You know, I can 100 um, percent help the people that are in like Germany, for example, right now in a foreign country. Well, Germany is a foreign country for me too, but it's closer to home for me than some of the players we have and give them that feeling of home um, here. I think this is a very important quality. Yes, it says a lot of, well, it combines the things you already mentioned that fit your personality, being a people person, being a leader. And we were talking about, um, well, how you see yourself, how you describe your personality. Um, how do you think other people perceive your image from the other side? I think if someone would describe me, they would say um, Ava smiles a lot. Um, she's a positive person. And um, I hope they would also say that I have an eye for other people. 
so that I look out for other people. What kind of parts of your journey um, highlight the things you want people to see? Ooh, um, I think if we talk about my first transition then from the Netherlands to the US, I think what I would like people to see is that I did the combination between football and my education. Um, and I did show that on my social media, for example, a graduation picture or picture where my family came to visit me when um, when my diploma was given to me, um, little things like that. Those things, your, your education, your family, they're a really important part of your personal story. Um, and you're trying to tell that. Um, well, through your through your social media, um, do you feel all the the emotions you felt during that journey, and maybe missing your parents because they were on the other side of the of the world? Do you feel like you shared those emotions and how you experienced that enough, or did you want to to share that more or not, or is it something you wanted to keep for yourself? Um, it's not necessarily something that I want to keep to myself, um, uh, because I like, and it helps me to talk about it with other people, but it's not something that I openly showed on my social media, because obviously there were times in the U.S. that I was like, oh my God, I wish I could go home right now. I wish I could give my mom a hug, you know, whatever. Um, but I didn't really show that on social media. And I do have to be honest, sometimes. I do think like, hmm, what if I showed those emotions more and could it help other people that are in the same situation to to think like, oh, wait, okay, I'm not alone in this emotion, you know, okay, other people are feeling the same thing. Um, but no, there's not a main reason why I didn't, um, didn't post a photo of that or put a video in my story or, no, I didn't openly show those emotions, no. At least not on my social media. I, I, I can understand, though. I mean, in the moment, it might not feel like it's something to share. Um, it maybe has a, a different, I don't know, different energy uh, behind the message. But sharing it now, for example, how you felt back then, could still it's still part of your story and could still um, send a message to all the other players that, that experience the same. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, honestly, I never really thought about it that way that um, that I could still share it right now after I did the transition and after the journey. Um, but obviously, yeah, there are still people with the same struggles. And probably not only only players, right? There's people in general who always like we are also living in a different country and then our family. We also have sometimes these feelings, okay, I would have loved to be with my parents. So also for them, you could be like a nice reference to see, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not alone. And to see, hey, how did Eva deal with this these issues? And what you mentioned right now, okay, I, I spoke with, with other people with it, about it. And that that's something that helped you personally. So there might be, okay, hey, maybe it's also good to, to open up. And if you share that, then that would be would be always always nice, right? To be an example in that kind of kind of sense. Yes, hundred percent. Especially if you could help people with it, like that would be that would be great. Yeah. And you're already mentioning now a few times, like in your role as a leader, you're also always helping other people. So it really fits you. It really fits fits your personality. It fits fits the person who you are. And I think it's 
it's a big part of your unique story and therefore also a big part of your your personal brand and that's of course something that as we in our podcast series uh, talk about uh, with other players as well and i would like to ask a little bit m- more about where this this feeling maybe comes from that feeling as well taking care of uh, taking care of the other people in your team taking care of them because you experienced it yourself is it also that is it exactly because other people cared so much for you when you were in these situations or i let it open for you tell me how yeah how, where did this feeling come from um i think this feeling really came from my own family um so i have two older brothers um then both my parents so we were with five at home um and my oldest brother he has a mental disability um and through his basically his mental disability i think our family became very close um especially since the ages that me and my other brother realized like hey our brother needs special needs he needs a little bit more attention than we do um we need to help approach him in a different way um so consciously or unconsciously i do think that um that situation in our family made me the way i am as well yeah mm-hmm. so basically already from from the start and you benefited from from this during these transitions as well i think it helped you also in these these transitions um do you have maybe a story for us how you helped someone else in the us um or how you were helped like this uh, in the us um i will never forget this i think a very important moment for me that really made me feel so at home was um my roommate she was from the united states i'm still in touch with her she plays professional football as well um she and her family were lived a little bit closer than i did obviously um her family also came from the phoenix area in arizona where i was studying and at thanksgiving which is a pretty big event in the united states she invited me over to come have dinner and eat the famous turkey on thanksgiving evening with her and her family so they basically invited me in their own home um with her parents with her sister um with her grandma and that felt for me like home because we would do an activity like that at home like have dinner together and just you know sit at the table for three hours and talk together play some little games um so it it seems like a very small gesture and small thing but that made me feel very much at home and as a yeah basically after that you feel more comfortable and you also get out of your own shell a little bit more which which is nice if you're in a different country because you you want to be yourself um but getting there is is hard because you don't feel comfortable from day one and those, those little things really help me yeah that's a beautiful gesture from from her and her family is it something that you would well not, maybe not the thanksgiving but something similar would you do for a teammate in your position in the in the team yes 100% i well i live like an hour and a half away from where i play football right now so it's an easy distance to travel um and i would take a player home and show 
my home first of all because I'm proud of it show my family and yeah 100% um, give them a home cooked meal and uh, give them that feeling of home yeah that's really nice it, it shows perfectly the person who you are and um, that's amazing to to hear we we've mentioned that, like family a lot and the, the things you you're doing for your teammates but the fact that um, you're such a team player we just briefly mentioned it but I feel like um you play in a team and uh, the development you're making in a team is also very important to you am i right yes that's very true and seeing a team grow i think that's what i saw in the united states i saw our team because the first year i came there i'm not gonna lie about it it was not the best culture that i'd ever been in in a, in a football team and i saw as we worked on it and um i saw us develop as a team and at the same time i saw the results also getting better so a big thing that i learned there is when you do function as a team um it does help it it brings more joy on and off the pitch and at the same time the results get better so what else do you want so i think having that little family um in a team is is really important yeah during this podcast that's that's what came back every time like your love for family your love for 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 friends being there um having that family family feeling in your team because that will improve your well, the, the team performance uh like in the end as well and i think that's that's super beautiful to well to hear and something that's really fits you as a person and everything you want to show and communicate to the world as well so thank you for sharing that and i think it's a for me that's a beautiful way to to end this podcast um so i really want to thank you for your time and sharing your story um and sharing this this beautiful message thank you so much thank you for thank you for having me on the podcast